excited to be gathered here together again in the presence of the Lord. And we're just here to lift up his name and to honor him and sit at his feet and just, uh, just, just get close to his heart and then hear his heart. So, Father God, we just thank you and praise you as we open up this meeting. We give this to you. We praise you for the opportunity to gather in the name of Jesus, and we welcome your presence here, Father, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit. Have your way here. Fill our mouth and direct us, Lord. It is your agenda, but we just want to honor you. We want to focus on you. We want to bless your holy name. We just give you all the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, uh, and first time visitors, I know there's one back here. Raise your hand. We want to welcome you. One, two, a you know, little young man down there. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Now, I, I'm going to go over here. I know I see Champion over there, but let me ask your name. Her name is Wilma. Welcome, Wilma. Wilma, thank you for coming. And this young man, what's his name? Brian, welcome Brian. We love, the Lord says, let the children come unto him. Do not hinder them. And we praise God for the children in Jesus' name. Uh, Elisa? Okay, well, I call her champion. She has champion right over there. She is a champion, right? <laughs> well, welcome. And also, we have, aren't you, uh, is this the first time y'all have come? Art? Yes. Uh, we've been here once before, but I'm Rose. Rose? Wes, well, we welcome you so much. Wes, what does that A represent? Alabama Christmas Tide. Alabama Christmas Tide. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, we thank you today that we have uh, Pastor, uh, well, actually it's Dr. Uh, Judy Guidry with us. She's going to be our speaker, and we, uh, we'll introduce her to come and speak with us in just a few moments. But she is the pastor of the Glorious Connection Church. And she, ha she flows with a prof uh, powerful prophetic healing and deliverance anointing. And she loves to inspire others to their highest potential. So we're so grateful to the Lord that he has sent her here because I know she has a word from us. And I love it that when the Lord sends us a word. So we're grateful to receive that. But her, uh, also her ministry is mandated to, the prophecy, uh, to prophesy a reviving word and connect the body of Christ together in unity. This is his, her lovely daughter, Angela. She's going to be our psalmist today. <laughs> We're so grateful for her. I tell you, we've had some issues with and Jason. God bless Jason. He's not here. He's over there. Uh, that's her brother. He's come and helped us. Uh, our regular... Um, Sound director was not be able to be here today. God bless her. You know, she's having some issues with her hip and leg. And God, we speak healing and life and restoration to her and that. But uh, the Lord has provided Jason to help us turn on all this. So we praise God for that. We have sound. You know, we're going to make a happy, joyful noise unto the Lord. And getting back to uh, Judy, she has a doctorate from uh, CICA International University and is an ordained chaplain currently serving at Anchor Point Ministries. And they have a table back there. If you're interested in finding out any information about that, please go back there and visit their table. So we welcome each and every one of you. Now, we are going to uh, celebrate our America. You know, <laughs> if there are certain people that can have a month, to celebrate what they think is their goal. Our goal is that we are proud to be Americans. We are so grateful that the Lord has placed us here in America. We could have been placed any place in the world, but here he planted us and we are so grateful. So we're gonna stand and honor our country and that we're going to say the Pledge of Allegiance 
And then we're gonna, is, is uh, here she comes. Agnes and, and Sandra Lau, she, we, thank, we thank God for Sandra Lau, she's our other worship leader. Okay, here we go, hello. Testing, testing, there we go, praise the Lord. He works out everything we give him praise. Okay, so let's, let's play uh, the Pledge of Allegiance. Let's see, shall I bring up our flag a little bit? Focus on that. Okay. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Okay, if you will lead us now, and we're going to sing God Bless America. God bless America. Hopefully these aren't all brand new songs, y'all.
Knock, watch the door swing wide open.
I love you. You are worthy, Lord. Jesus, I love you. I worship you. I adore you, Lord. Jesus, Jesus. Your name, your name. I adore you. You are the one. You are the one and only. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we adore you. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we magnify your name. We give you glory, Lord, for who you are.
mountains are still being moved. Thank you, Lord. Strongholds are still being those. God, we believe. God, we believe. Yes, we can see it. Wonders are still what you do. Bodies are still being raised. Bodies are still being raised. Giants. Giants are still being slain. God, we believe. Yes, we can see it. Wonders are still what you do.
for your presence, Holy Spirit. We make room for you. We make a place for you. You're my desire, Lord. Come, come, come. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence, Holy God. mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Acts 9. As he journeyed he came near Damascus and suddenly a light shone around him. The Apostle Paul. Acts 16. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. majority of the time if you do a search on suddenlies in the Bible you'll find that they were disruptions to whatever was taking place good disruptions but they were disruptions when the Lord spoke to us on April 16th he had me repeated on July 2nd and I don't know there's been any time in my walk with the Lord and him using me in this way that I've ever repeated something like that so July 2nd he said, he's releasing what you've been believing for, praying for, fasting for. It will manifest suddenly. The Holy Spirit explained to me that suddenlies are disruptions on a person's timeline. What is in the unseen breaks through into the seen realm. However, it's not a surprise sometimes to those who are close to the Lord. Because Isaiah 43 says, before it springs forth, we'll know it. John 11:13 13 says the Holy Spirit will tell us of things to come. So I'm here to reassure you that in this time of chaos and crisis that we're living in, he is going to interrupt, disrupt the timeline and bring suddenlies into your life.
just hit them with it right now, Holy Spirit. Healing. Healing power, Father. Sweep over them right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Sweep over them right now. Sweep over them right now. Sweep over them right now. Right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Woo, woo, woo. Thank you, Lord. Touch everybody. Touch everybody. In the name of Jesus. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Lord, touch Joanne right now. In Jesus' name. Touch her heart. Touch her blood pressure. Touch her endocrine system. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak wholeness and healing in Jesus' name. Thank you. 
also, if there's anyone in here that has never asked the Lord Jesus into their life, today's the day of salvation. There's where we start. We step from darkness into light, into his kingdom. And he has made it so easy because he's already paid the price. It's just us to humble ourselves before him as Jesus humbled himself to do the will of God. Just because he loved you. We love him because he loved us first. So for God so loved the world that he sent his son. And he humbled himself and he paid the price. And all we have to say, you know, he says, call on the name of the Lord and he you shall be saved. It's that easy. Just call on the name of Jesus. But the word does tell us that we are to confess with our mouth what the Lord Father God did for us. That he sent his son. We believe it. He says, believe it. That's what you got to do is believe. Just believe and receive what Jesus did. That he died on the cross. Paid, shed his blood for you. Wash your sins away as we confess it. We have our part. He did his. So we just surrender. So I ask you, anyone here, we never should not think that there's not maybe one that needs to say, Jesus, I need you. Come into my life. I don't want to live this life by myself anymore. Fill me with your spirit. Change me. Teach me how to make you the Lord of my life. So just say that right now, Jesus. Forgive me. I receive what the Father did through you and that you wash me in your blood. And, and come into me and fill me with your spirit. Make me fresh and anew. Thank you, Lord, that you say if I do when I do this, that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I praise you, Lord. And for the rest of us, we will say, Father, we come into your throne boldly. We humble ourselves before you. And if there is anything the, uh, the accuser is bringing against us right now, we say guilty. But we ask you to forgive us and wash us in your blood and make us pure and holy again. Pure and clean before you, almighty God. Loving Father, we thank you for your mercy. You say ask and we receive if we believe. We believe that you are our loving Father, that you forgive us and that our sins go into the sea of forgetfulness and never to be remembered again. And we worship you for that. And now we're ready, Lord, to celebrate. Celebrate your table. You say, come to the table. Come to the altar. Come to my heart. And that's what we will do to give you thanks and praise. And Miss um, um, Joanne Felix is going to lead us in the elements. Joanne, could you come, Miss Joanne? you Lord it's a sacred moment and we come just to receive from you but we come to lift up your name and tell you to thank you thank you Lord you were wounded for our transgressions you were bruised for our iniquity and the chastisement of our peace was on you thank you so we partake of the body this is the body this is the body the bread represents his broken body that was broken for us for the new covenant that's partaken by the stripes where we are. 
Jessica. Wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> and the cup represents the blood that was shed for us and for our remission of sin. We receive it and we remember. And we look ahead, he said, until he comes again. Yes, Lord, we are looking for you to return. Thank you, Lord. He said, keep his eye, our eyes focused on him. And that's what we're doing. We're keeping our eyes focused. So now we're going to continue our worship by um, bringing love gifts unto the Lord. I thank him that he said, he was telling me a while ago, he says, the kingdom of God is like a garden. And we sow into that garden. And that garden that we're sowing into is the kingdom of God, to advance his kingdom. And, and not only that, it's to bless you. He, he does, and per se, our God is our, our provider. He provides everything we need. But he's providing a means that he can come back and bless you. And how is he blessing you? He says, given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom, for with the same measure that you meet with, it shall be measured back to you. He says, give with a grateful heart, with a loving heart, in thanksgiving. These are the reasons we bring um, a love offering to the Lord and to advance his kingdom. So as you prepare your hearts to give and bring this gift unto the Lord, it is unto him. And Lord, we just thank you and praise you that you would bless each and every one of these that you put on their heart to give it today. Lord, I thank you that you're the one that provides the seed for the sower. And I ask you to bless it 30, 60, 100 fold according to your um, measure, Father God. But I thank you that it's not only for the, the, them, but it's also for even for generations to come and for all of their families. I ask you to bless them mentally, emotionally, socially, financially, in every realm, and that you would be lifted up in every part of their lives. I speak health, life, and restoration into every uh, fiber of their body along with their, their families. We call them forth into the kingdom of God because that's our heritage. The best reward we could ever receive is that our family would come to you, know you, open up their eyes. Just as on the road of Damascus when they celebrated with Jesus at the end of the road, their eyes were open when they took the Lord's Supper. Open their eyes and draw them to yourself by your grace, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm sorry, there's envelopes on the table. Uh, uh, cheers, and then the center vials is for the offering. Thank you.
records, no, that amplifies. <laughs> They're two different okay. things. Okay. So and does that amplify too? No, no. <laughs> okay. If you could put this on somewhere kind of here. There or there. Yeah. Make sure it's on. Okay, yeah, and then this one will clip in. Or you can just put it in the pocket if you want. Whatever's okay. easier. And I have a little lawsuit if you need it. Can you get it? You have to push it. Okay, and you're on. Thank you. So we should have done that first. These things. Can I get over here in the middle a little bit more? Can y'all hear me? Okay, good. Yeah, scoot it up this way a little bit, Chris. There we go. Good. Thank you. It's a joy to be here today. Amen? It might be hot outside, but it's hotter in here. Hallelujah. It's a good kind of hot. And uh, it's good to see some familiar faces. Am I ringing? Is this ringing? Sound is okay? All right. So um, it's good to see some of y'all that I haven't seen in a while. And uh, <clears throat> I am uh, also the chaplain at Anchor Point Ministries here in League City. And today I have with me a couple of uh, my co-workers. I have uh, Jennifer. Jennifer, wave your hand back there. That's Jennifer. Jennifer uh, kind of oversees all of our events. And bless her heart, we have a lot of them. <laughs> we have uh, the Pathway for Hope camp coming up in about a week and a half. And uh, <clears throat> it's for kids who've been through trauma. It's a powerful, powerful camp. I keep hearing ringing back here. No, no, okay, okay. Well, maybe it's my ears, okay? <laughs> but uh, anyway, Jennifer is a blessing. And then Char is back there at the uh, sound booth. And thank God for Char. She just showed up and, and she just knew what to do. My son's just professional. And he came in here and I don't know what the deal was. He couldn't figure it out or what. But Char stepped in. You know, y'all forgive me, but when a man can't do it, just ask a woman. Amen. <laughs> and don't get mad at me, man. But, uh, but Char is new, and she's going to be over our marketing. And so there's lots of uh, literature back there. I wish you would take some. This is a powerful ministry that reaches out to our community. We have a medical facility where we do ultrasounds for uh, uh, women to find out if they're pregnant or not. And, uh, and then after that, they, they also do some medical care there. But uh, we save a lot of babies. Yeah. 
because they come in abortion-minded, and it's such a thrill and such a joy when they leave saying, I think I can do this, I can have, if I can have some help. And so we help them, we show them how we can help them and, and how they can keep their baby. And, uh, and then we have a Hope Center that provides all different kinds of things to pregnant women and to the babies. I mean, they, they earn little bucks and they can go to the boutique and get things. And, and they have all kinds of classes for the, for the women there and for the men. So uh, they have family classes, parenting classes, sexual abuse classes, and the list, trauma classes, the list goes on and on. And, uh, and then we have our Hope House. And our Hope House hasn't been around a real long time, but it's a beautiful little house, brand new, where we house uh, unwed mothers and they're able to stay there for at least 18 months while they are pregnant and give birth to their baby. We've had several babies born and we have a couple due just around the corner. And uh, so that's a thrill. And uh, I just wanna encourage you, if you're looking for a place to volunteer, maybe you just wanna rock a baby, I don't know. But if you're looking for a place to volunteer, we always need volunteers. In September, we have our big gala coming up, September the 15th, that helps us to raise funds for this ministry. And I don't know any better ministry that you could give to than to give to uh, Anchor Point Ministries because they do so much. So the things are back there. Please take some of them. And... Uh, just be blessed, amen? Ah, the last thing I want to do is spill this, and it just seems to want to slide off. So, okay. Are y'all ready for the word? Yes. Father, I thank you for the word. I thank you, Lord, that your word is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, let your word penetrate our heart tonight. Father, your word changes us. It brings us hope, God. And so, Father, to not, uh, to this morning, I got my morning and night mixed up. This morning, Lord God, bring hope to our hearts, Father. I pray through this word, Lord God, and give us wisdom and knowledge to do what you have called us to do in Jesus' name. <clears throat> and so one of the first scriptures I wanted to use was 2 Corinthians uh, 11. And uh, this is what 2 Corinthians chapter 2, 11. And basically what it's saying is that how we keep Satan from taking advantage of us. I don't think anybody in this room likes to be taken advantage of, right? And uh, so if we don't want to be taken advantage of, then we need to know how not to be taken advantage of. And so the scripture is very, very plain there that Satan wants to put us at a disadvantage. But the Lord says that if we know his devices, he cannot take advantage of us. So that means we've got to get some knowledge. 
We've got to not only have knowledge, but we've got to have wisdom of how to use that knowledge. Amen? Because we are in a serious battle right now. And this is a kingdom battle, like I have said many times before, that uh, the Lord showed me how the devil had released these ancient God spirits that were locked up in the underworld, but for the last days they've been released. But God has released a host of heavenly warring angels. Hallelujah. And there are more for us than that are against us. Glory to God. God. That's good news. Amen. And uh, so some things are happening. It's not things that have never happened before because the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. And so uh, what I want to do is give you some history right now on an ancient God called Dispatter. And Dispatter is the name of a Roman god that was worshipped and the name was shortened to Dis. This spirit is a spirit in the underworld, okay? And uh, it, it uh, resides in lower hell. And the prefix of Dis, this is what it means, means having a negative or reversing force giving a word the opposite meaning. Now what does that mean? That means like if you say a person has courage, right? Then there's discourage, right? Appointed, disappointed, disabled, able, disabled, affirm, disaffirm, belief, disbelief. Content, discontent, can you just go on and on? I mean, the list goes on and on how these positive words are twisted by this dis. And, uh, and so this is an example of how the enemy wants to get us into a disadvantage. Are y'all getting any of this? Amen. And so the Lord says, I've given you an advantage. In Luke 10, 19, he says, I have given you power to tread on scorpions and uh, uh, serpents and scorpions. And I give you power over all the power of the enemy so that nothing will harm you. But you have to exercise it. That's your responsibility. You can have power. You can have electricity in your house. But if you never turn on, flip the light switch, guess what? You're going to at some point be in the dark. Come on. So you have to use the power. And so this was this ancient God in the internal regions. And he was associated with this. This is what he was associated with. Fertile agriculture, uh, fertile agriculture land with mineral wealth, and these minerals came from underground. He was worshipped because of the wealth of the minerals he could provide. The leaders were greedy. Come on, does that sound familiar? The leaders were greedy and believed if they worshipped him, then their land would prosper with minerals and metals. Sounds pretty familiar. Now how about his wife? His wife, Prosperina, was identified with vegetation. 
and also regarded as the goddess of death. The people believe that these two uh, gods together, this isn't some made up deal. This is, this is what happened. This is a fact. Okay, so the people believed that these two gods controlled the wealth, the minerals, and the metals, and they controlled whether their land was fertile and whether it prospered and produced vegetation or there was famine and lack. Sounding pretty familiar. And then there was a senator, Louis Catelli a governmental official who passed a festival in honor of this, these two gods. And uh, the gods were also worshipped in games and sacrifices. And those sacrifices were made to them with riches that came from below the ground and what sprung forth above the ground. And there was a marble altar that was discovered and dedicated to this pattern. The altar was dug up and it was found about six meters underground. I'm giving you some facts now, okay? Children received a vision during their sleep that gave the people the direction on where to dig and how deep to dig because this spirit was already speaking over the children. This spirit that contorts things and twists them. Do you hear what I'm saying? Was already speaking over the children. And a bull would be sacrificed for three days when, it was, when the altar was dug up and then it would be buried again and it would be resurrected. These games were of psychological importance also because this used this festival, which is a counterfeit for God's festivals, amen, that we, that, uh, that we follow, and he did it to bring them closer, to bring his followers closer, trying to deceive him, deceive them that he had their best interest in mind. Mama. This came across like he was a nice God, but he wasn't. He would give them some things, but he would take away more. And so this alters the word, giving opposite meaning, saying one thing when it is really the opposite. That's deception. Deception. Last year in Birmingham, in 2022, in Great Britain, they held the Commonwealth Games. And this took place in that major city the Commonwealth of Nations was established by a constitution in 1949. It, was, it is a political association. And uh, it, they have a competition every four years. And different nations are invited to participate and take part. If you want to see that, you can pull that video up. And you can see what happens there. Uh, out was brought this huge mechanical robotic bull, okay, that was full of fire 
in its belly with smoke coming out. And there was a marble altar that they were going to take it, lead it up to. And women were dancing around it and falling and worshiping, worship, worshiping it. It was very demonic. And King Charles was the major player in all of this because he wanted this resurrected. And so those are the gods that are being resurrected from the underworld. And so I want to read this little legend here that reveals one of the devil's major tactics. Supposedly the devil put his tools up for sale, okay? And he put a price on them. And uh, he marked them for people to inspect them. It included hatred, envy, strife, deceit, lying, and pride. But then aside of those laid another tool that seemed rather harmless, but it was so well worn out. And it was labeled with an extremely, extremely high price. And so someone asked, why is this price so high? And he said, because it is more useful to me than any of the others. It was labeled discouragement. Because if I can pry open a person's heart with discouragement when I cannot get near them with the other tools, once I get inside, I can make them do whatever I choose and it's badly worn out because I use it on almost everyone since few people know it belongs to me. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 20, 1 through 13. Jeremiah went through discouragement. And uh, let me just read a little bit of that. So Jeremiah had to give a hard word. Sometimes we have to give a hard, difficult word. And so God told Jeremiah to give this difficult word. And so he says, The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I will bring on this city and all of her towns and all the doom that I have pronounced against it because they have stiffened their necks that they might not hear my words. And so there, as he spoke that word, there was, a, there was a, uh, the assistant to the high priest, which was a, uh, like a governor, okay? And his name was Pashur. And uh, he, it angered him. And so he struck Jeremiah. He put Jeremiah in stocks. He, he made those stocks so tight it contorted his whole body. And he was in horrible pain. And, uh, and he put him in stocks and threw him in prison. But it happened on the next day that Pashur brought Jeremiah out of the stocks. This is what it says in verse 3. And Jeremiah said to him, he's prophesying to him. He said, the Lord has not called your name Pashar, but Magar Mahashabib. For thus says the Lord, behold, I will make you a terror. That's what that means. 
He was called a terror. Uh, and he was not only to, a terror to himself, but he was a terror to others. And so Jeremiah calls him a terror. For those, for thus says the Lord, behold, I will make you a terror in yourself and to all your friends, and they shall fall by the sword of their enemies, and your eyes shall see it. And I will give all Judah into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he shall carry them captive to Babylon and slay them with the sword. Moreover, I will deliver all the wealth of this city, all its produce and all its precious things, all the treasures of the kings I will give into the hand of their enemies who will plunder them, seize them, and, tarry, and carry them to Babylon. And so discouragement comes most often when things happen and we don't experience the results we thought we would. Ever felt that way? You work hard, but you don't see progress. Or you feel you're giving your all to a relationship, but you don't see change. It doesn't seem to be getting any better. Or you spend time with your child, training them in the ways of God, but yet when they grow up, they turn and rebel. And now you're praying for that prodigal to come home. There's some prodigals coming home. Can I get a witness? Amen. And so you're praying for that prodigal to come home. And, but it hasn't happened yet. Well, there's two very powerful words in the Bible, yet and but. Okay? And just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it's not going to. But God, God will intervene and he will move. He's got another move if we will just wait on God. And so the thing about discouragement is it makes us want to quit. We begin speaking things that we ought to not speak, the opposite of what we should speak. Who do you th what do you think that is? The opposite of what we should speak, right? And some folks even get mad at God because they don't get a breakthrough and because it hasn't happened yet. And, but God called Jeremiah to speak a harsh message to a, a rebellious people. And Jeremiah obey, obeyed. And on one occasion when it angered Pashur uh, and he put Jeremiah in, in prison, Jeremiah had to endure all this emotional and spiritual and professional anguish. And so he walked into a deep despair. You know, religious people, come on, there's some religious people. There's some religious people in church, hallelujah. Religious people get angry when you speak the word, non-compromised and not watered down. They don't like it. Truth angers them. Because there is so much deception and lies and control that they seek to censor our speech. Because they don't want to hear it. 
our speech is, the, is being more and more censored. I just talked to a pastor friend of mine the other day, and she said she'd been banned from Facebook for posting her messages on Facebook. And she said, I'm at, I tried to get my account back, and they said no. They wouldn't give it back. And so Jeremiah became discouraged. Many people are feeling that way, church. I hear it all the time. People discouraged, people disappointed, people despairing, feeling like they are doing what they're called to do, but things aren't happening for them. They prayed for financial breakthrough, prayed for healing, prayed for families to be stored, restored, and they feel like everything around them is breaking down, and they begin to lose hope hope. Listen, I just lost a very, very dear friend of mine who was overtaken by hopelessness and discouragement. And I remember the week before he committed suicide, he asked me, why is this happening? I read my Bible every day. I pray every day. I serve the Lord every day. And still I'm not seeing my body healed. And what about you, Pastor Judy? Look at all the troubles you've had to go through. He said, what about you? And so he believed in miracles. <clears throat> he believed in healing. But he could no longer take the pain and he felt like he had trusted God but then doctors spoke hopelessness over him you see you've got to guard your heart against the things that people are speaking over you listen if you got friends and all they can do is speak negative over you you need to find you some new friends hallelujah listen there's some people I don't call when I got a problem hello because if I wanted encouragement before I hang up the phone, I feel discouraged. <laughs> and so that's no help. You need some people around you who are going to say, whether you like what they say or not, they're going to give you the truth. They're going to give you the word. Amen? And so this is where we're at. And uh, people ask me after my husband passed away, Aren't you disappointed in God that God didn't heal him? No, I'm not disappointed in God. No, I'm not angry in, uh, at God. My husband was a man of faith, and he believed for healing. Amen? He got it on the other side. That's what he wanted. He wanted to go to heaven. He got what he wanted. He told me, I'm going, I'm going. This is what heaven looks like. God's done showed me what it looks like. I've already had a vision, and you're not going to hold me here. You've got to let me go. And I first said, no, I'm not letting you go. And he said, you've got to let me go. You've got to stop praying the way you've been praying. And let me go. God said it's time. I can come. So he did. But Jeremiah was released the next day and he emerged with that prophecy that there was that 
Now, Pashur's name would be terror on every side. And God would inflict judgment. How did Jeremiah arise above discouragement? How can you arise above discouragement? Don't tell me, you, you can't sit here and tell me you've never been discouraged. I don't believe it. We've all been discouraged. And we have to rise above it. And in his last recorded laments, we see the highs and the lows of the human side of Jeremiah and the emotions of grief and joy, despair and delight, perplexity, questioning God and praise. Like Jesus in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus uh, cried out to God and said, Lord, if there be any other way, take this from me. But he submitted to the will of God to do what God had called him to do. <clears throat> so let me tell you something. The first thing to do is be honest with God. Come on, how about a little honesty? Jeremiah was honest. In fact, it says that he felt deceived by God. He felt like God had let him down. God does not deceive people. God does not trick people. But God, but Jeremiah felt like he was called into the ministry. He gave the word and he became a laughing stock. People rejected him. People made fun of him. Listen, don't, and he, like he didn't make a difference. Don't let the devil of discouragement tell you you cannot make a difference. That's a lie. You can make a difference wherever you go. I don't care if it's uh, wherever it is, grocery store, restaurant. Last night I was in the restaurant, Angela and I, and I, I, I kept thinking this waitress looked familiar, and then Angela said something to her about her looking familiar and she told us where she worked before and I said no that's not it I don't know why you look familiar but let me ask you something do you know Jesus Amen. and so we begin to talk and she said I know I need to go back to church Amen. and she said the Lord has been speaking to me that I need to get back in church and so I was going to say can I pray for you when she grabbed my hand and said Will you pray for me? And I said, yes, I'll pray for you. Let's pray right now. I wasn't going to write her name down and say, oh, yeah, I'll pray for you. Uh -huh. No, I said, let's pray right now. Is that okay? She said, yes, please pray for me right now. And so we prayed. I, I picked up something about her children. And then she told me that one of her children had just been attacked by a dog, had just gotten out of the hospital that day. And so she saw the prophetic. Amen. She said, I didn't know how you know that, but I know it has to be God. Amen. And then she said, can I give you a hug? Amen. You see, you can make a difference. So be honest with God. God wants you to talk to him when you're angry, when you're upset, and when you're frustrated. Tell him the truth. 
You know, there's a lot of dishonesty that goes on in relationships. Let's be honest with God, okay? Because God knows what's in your heart anyway, amen? And God is big enough to handle it when you feel discouraged. He's big enough to handle it if you feel frustrated or you feel angry. God can handle it, and he wants to pour healing into your heart. But first, you've got to pour your heart out to God. That's what we need. We need people who will just pour their heart out to God. Jesus poured his heart out to God. But people tend to hold on to these emotions. They tend to press them down because they think it's wrong for me to feel that way. If we press them down and we never deal with them and we never tell God, how can we be healed? They wall us in, right? You see, what we basically do is we get what we really don't want. Because when you feel that way, you know, it, it's like people can pick it up and they don't know if they should come near you, hug you, or what, you know what I'm saying? And so there is some rejection that goes on. But don't hold anything back from God. Tell him exactly what's in your heart. You see, the devil is seeking hurting people to use his devices on. And we deceive ourselves when we pretend to be, I think my microphone went out. Did it go out? Okay, let me, let me switch microphone. I might can, I might can holler loud enough. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to put some batteries in here. Okay. Okay, so I'll use one of these till she gets some batteries in there. So we deceive ourselves when we won't be honest with God because honesty with God is liberating. The next thing to overcome discouragement was that Jeremiah was obedient to the call. Hallelujah. Even though the actions that came against him were unjustified, Jeremiah at that point, okay, before he poured his heart out to God, he didn't want God in any of his conversations. But then he called out to God because he knew that God had called him. Listen, when you know God's called you, I mean, it's like fire shut up in your bones. Hallelujah. And you can't get away from it. Glory to God. I can tell you right now that it's the call of God that has gotten me through some of the most difficult situations that I've ever went through. Because I knew that God had called me and that God was with me. Hallelujah. And so we also can have overcome when we are watchful and we know that the Lord is with us. And the Bible says being able to give an account, being able to give an answer for the hope that is in us. Do you have the hope in you? Hallelujah. We're talking about the hope of the coming of the Lord. Jeremiah realized he wasn't alone. The Lord was with him. And you know what the scripture says? The Lord was with him like a violent warrior. Wow. 
He is with you like a violent warrior. The battle is the Lord's. And he will fight for you. Just like you might be. If you, if you got kids. or I will see all the mamas who got kids. Okay. I know y'all. Y'all like a mama bear. Right. Somebody come and get your kids. You can, you can get some violence. If you want to. <laughs> They might come against you, but don't come against my kids. Or don't come against my grandkids. Oh, no. Uh-uh. God is like that about his children. He is a violent warrior, the Bible says. And, you know, the, word, the world is perishing for lack of knowledge of God. And the church is in a famine for lack of the presence of God. We need to become aware that God is in us. And if he's in us, he's with us. He said, I won't leave you or forsake you. He deposited his spiritual DNA inside of us when we were born of the Spirit. Ooh, that's good stuff right there. Now you have God's DNA. Hallelujah. And so you're born of the Spirit. So we need to focus on inviting His presence in and welcoming the Holy Spirit. It's not about us. It's about worshiping Jesus, getting our focus off of all the problems and keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus and focused on him. Amen. This is a time of spiritual encounters and those encounters are going to come from the presence of the Lord. And as we have spiritual encounters with God, God is going to lift off discouragement, depression, disappointment, all those this things that try to come against us. I know you're going to leave here and you're going to start thinking of words that start with this. Because there's a whole bunch of them. So overcoming this discouragement, we've got to get into worship. God's called us to worship him in spirit and in truth. And we need to put our heart out there and worship God. Jeremiah's despair, the Bible says, was turned into joy. His defeated attitude was turned into triumph. And the key that unlocked the victory was praise. Jeremiah proclaimed and declared this. Sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise is one of the weapons of the Christian's arsenal against which Satan has no defense. I said Satan has no defense. When you start praising God, hallelujah, some of you might need to do a little dance, hallelujah, in your own living room and start praising God. When you feel oppression coming on you, you just turn on your worship music, hallelujah, and you begin to dance. And just as if you're dancing on top of the devil's head, hallelujah, because the Bible says he's under your feet, glory to God. And so we can trample on the scorpions and the serpents but we need to praise God praise acknowledges that God has a plan for us later in Jeremiah we hear him say this and this is such a familiar scripture for I know the plans I have for you (coughs) this is the Lord's 
declaration. For they are plans of warfare, uh, of, of welfare, not for disaster, to bring you a future and a hope. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm only going to preach two more hours, so don't get anxious. <laughs> Just kidding. <coughs> Although I could. What, honey? I had it there. Get you another one. <laughs> but praise acknowledges that God has a plan. We don't always know the whole plan, do we? You see, I always say, if God told us the whole plan, just like the disciples when he said, get in the boat and go the other side, they wouldn't have gotten the boat. If he'd have told them a storm was going to come up and they were going to fear for their life, you know, and wonder if he even cared about them, do you think they'd have gotten the boat? If he'd have said, and when we get to the other side, which we are going to get there, hallelujah, when we get to the other side, we're going to meet a madman, a possessed man that hangs out naked in the graveyard. How many of y'all would sign up for that? No, you wouldn't sign up for it. That's why he don't tell you everything. Because you have to walk it out by faith. My husband signed me up for so many things and I'd say, I don't want to go there. And he'd say, it don't matter, you're going. God said for us to go there. But don't you understand? We don't have the money to get there. He said, it don't matter if we have the money or not because God has the money. Hallelujah. And God will provide. And he always did. I remember sometimes we left our house with only $15 in our pocket to go minister somewhere. And it was wonderful when they gave us our whole offering. But that wasn't as often as you think. Oh no, they had to take out the popcorn, the electricity, whatever else they could think of. <laughs> I'm serious. You know what would amaze me? Is we'd go minister in some really big churches and come out with an offering that wasn't really big. But then we'd go minister in some really small churches with a group of people that were like-minded, that loved the Lord, and they would bless us. And we'd have more than enough to get home and take the next uh, crusade or whatever, revival that God sent us on. That's the goodness of God, amen? And so what makes the lasting difference one thing, praise releases the power of God in your life. Just like it did with Paul and Silas. When they begin to praise God in the prison. And the prison began to shake at the midnight hour. Hallelujah. God moved and he saved the jailer and his whole house. And then Paul and Silas got released. And they were begging them to get out of town. 
You see, what makes a difference is that we make a decision to fix our eyes on Jesus because the Spirit is going to urge us to move forward, to press closer to Him. It doesn't matter how good you feel or, or if you feel good or you don't feel good. It doesn't matter if you're alone or if you've got a whole lot of people around you or you just got a few around you. What matters is, is your heart in tune with the Creator and the king praise him for all his mighty deeds that's what it says in psalms praise him according to his excellent greatness is god an excellent god hallelujah praise him like warfare because the enemy will flee and it pushes back the enemy and the dark things that surround us and uh and so i'm going to close with this story in exodus exodus my tongue's getting twisted up. Chapter 11. Let me read a couple of things out of it. Now this is good. <clears throat> we just had Passover not long ago. But you know, I could read a scripture a hundred times and get something new every time. Isn't that something? And the Lord said to Moses... Chapter 11. I will bring one more plague. God said, I got one more move. I got one more move on Pharaoh and on Egypt. And afterwards, he's going to let you go. When he lets you go, he's going to drive you out of here. He's going to want you gone. So he tells him to speak now. And so Moses says this, Thus saith the Lord, he prophesies. This is a prophecy from Moses. About midnight I will go out into the midst of Egypt and to all the firstborn, he says, all the firstborn of man and the firstborn of every animal will die and uh and he says, even to the firstborn of the female servant behind the hand mill and the firstborn of all the animals. And then he goes down and he says this in verse 12. And Moses is still prophesying. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt. This month shall be your beginning of months and it shall be the first month of the year to you. And he tells them to speak to the congregation to take a lamb for their household. And this lamb has to be without blemish, a male of the first year. And you can take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it in your house. So they had to keep it in their house for four days. They loved on this little lamb. They fed this little lamb. They protected this little lamb. But then there came a time when they had to slit the lamb's throat and spill out the blood of the lamb. And they were required to put it on the doorpost of their, of their houses where they ate it. And then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire with unleavened bread. And with bitter herbs they shall eat it. 
And down in verse 11 it says, And thus you shall eat it. Now how are you going to eat it? Listen to this, because this is important. How are you going to eat it? With a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. They didn't even know what a Passover was or had never been a Passover. But God instituted the Passover. And then it goes on to say, For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt. Who's he against? Who's he against? The gods. It's not that he's against the people. He's against the gods. Because he's got to bring down the gods. The people are following the gods, but he's got to bring them down. And that's what God's going to do. He's about to demolish some gods that have been set up in this world. And he says, I'm going to come against all the gods. And then I'm going to execute my judgment. Come on, church. I'm going to execute my judgment. And I am the, because I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are and when I see the blood hallelujah thank God for the blood when I see the blood I'm going to pass over you you know what when God sees you if you're a born again believer and you've been bought by the precious blood of Jesus Christ then guess what he sees the blood He sees the blood so that any judgment that comes will pass over you. I will pass over you and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Now let me break it down just a little bit and I'm about to close. Moses said, thus saith the Lord, if you want to know what's about to happen, Go back and read Exodus. That's what's about to happen. It wasn't just for that time, but it was a shadow of things to come. Amen? Shadows declare, I'm not it, but something else is coming. I'm not it, but it's right behind me. Exodus means they were leaving where they were. God had already prophesied to them 430 years earlier prior to this, you're coming out. When God says you're coming out, you're coming out. When he says I'm coming back, he's coming back. When he says I'm going to take you out, he's going to take you out. Hallelujah. Can somebody rejoice in the Lord? I said Jesus is about to split the eastern sky and he says we're coming out of this hallelujah he's going to take us out and we're going to have victory like we've never seen and so God uh, says we're coming out you're not going to I'm not going to forever allow the enemy to rule over you you're not going to live in this fire forever you see the devil's turned up the furnace hallelujah and he's heated it as high 
daughters he can. Just like he did with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hallelujah. But they came out. Glory to God. They came out because there was a fourth man in the fire with them. They weren't by themselves. Hallelujah. And when they came out, they didn't even have the smell of smoke upon them. Glory to God. You see, we're coming out and we're not leaving this earth as a crippled church, as one who smells of tainted smoke or anything else. We're leaving this uh, planet victorious. Hallelujah. That's how we're leaving this planet. And so God, so I declare, he said, I promise you this. Everything the enemy has taken from you while you were going through all of this, you are going to get it back. And more than that, when you leave here, you shall not leave empty-handed. So I declared over you that everything the enemy has tried to steal from you in the last three to four years, that God says you're going to get it back. You're going to get a double portion. And you're going to get more than enough. Somebody, somebody say, my God is a God of more than enough. Hallelujah. And so God still has one last move. He's not done. This ain't over yet. He's got one other plague. He said, I'm going to lose. Now God had been trying to get Pharaoh's attention. And he had released nine plagues before and before each one of them, Moses went and boldly proclaimed, Let my people go. You would think after locusts. You would think after frogs. You would think after flies everywhere. Oh, I hate flies. You would think. You would think after all those flies and then uh, boils on their body where they couldn't hardly sit down, they couldn't stand up, they couldn't walk. You would think after this that all of these things that they would have given in. But they didn't. You would think that the agnostic and the liberals would have thought we might need to make a change when gas is higher than it's ever been before when groceries are higher than they've ever been before when people go to the grocery store and they can't buy what they used to buy because they're at such an inflated price and so they can't afford to buy it. When disease and cancer is out of control, when children have been committing suicide, and when our economy has tanked, and depression is at an all-time high, there is no trust in politicians either, and it goes on and on and on. Somewhere you would think if anybody had a mind, hallelujah, if they hadn't lost it already, if they had a mind, a right mind, they would see there needs to be some adjustments made. But there's a stubborn spirit in the atmosphere, just like there was at the Passover. There's a stubborn spirit that is controlling, and they don't want to bow down to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
But I've got news for you. The word says at some time or another, every knee will bow down and every tongue will confess that Jesus is the Lord. He is the Son of God. Chapter 12, God began to tell Moses, institute the Passover. No one's ever experienced it. But eat it in haste. And when I do this last move, God says, when I make this last move, church, be ready. Have your belt girded. Have your sandals on. Because I'm coming quickly, says the Lord. And so you need to be ready. God is saying, you're not going to have time to put leaven in the bread for it to rise. You're just going to have to have it plain because I'm coming. Be ready, says the Lord. That's what the Lord is speaking to us today. I'm going, he says, I'm going to execute my judgment in the earth. So posture yourself to be ready because God is ready to do something. And he said, I'll pass through Egypt and I'm going to kill the firstborn. I'm going to execute judgment. The Lord spoke to me a while back that judgment is being served. We may not have seen it all yet. But the hammer of the Lord, the Father told me, is coming down. And Sister Mary Bostrom, before she left this world, I told her, the Lord said the hammer is coming down. She said, let me get back with you. I need to, I need to give you something. She called me back and she said, you know, a hammer can be used for construction or a hammer can be used for destruction. And God's about to use that hammer and he's about to destroy some of these false idols and some of these false gods that have been re, uh, re, uh, resurrected. And the blood, the blood, the blood shall be a token over your house where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over. There's still power in the blood. Hallelujah. The devil cannot stand against the blood. Put the blood over your situation. Put the blood over your heart, over any issues that you have. It's the blood, the blood. God's about to pour out the blood. Hallelujah. And every plague God instituted that afflicted those Egyptians with, it didn't work. Moses' word to them, it didn't move them either. But it was the blood. When the blood started running, and when the blood of that little lamb was spilled out, it hit the throne room. And God said to the death angel, Go and do and execute my judgment. Now this was a shadow of what is to come. This was the old covenant. We have a new covenant in Jesus who shed his blood, the Lamb of God, a perfect, a spotless Lamb. 
and he shed his blood. And now we're under this amazing covenant with Jesus. And I declare to you that the blood of Jesus is being activated in the atmosphere. And when God releases the power of the blood, no devil's going to stand. We don't have a political issue, church. We have a demonic issue. Listen to me. We try to break it down to flesh and blood. But it's not flesh and blood. It has to do with the gods of Egypt that have been ruling in the atmosphere. And so the Lord didn't say, I'm coming to take Pharaoh out. He said, I'm coming after the gods of Egypt. To execute judgment. against these gods who are using evil people. Pornography on the rise. Child trafficking has escalated. And the things they are doing to children are horrific. Children at two and three years old are being altered their gender. I had a dream and I, I went to a warehouse and I wasn't there physically, but it was a spiritual out-of-body kind of thing. And I saw all these bodies laying on gurneys in this warehouse. And as I got closer, they were all naked, but they had no genitals. And in another room were genitals and hormones that were being injected. And in another room, when I opened it, I felt like someone put a dagger in my heart because it was filled with children who were terrified. Speak the power of the blood. As Mary used to say, make much of it. Make much of the blood. We declare the blood over us. You know, in Revelation it says that the devil has come down in great wrath because he knows his time is short. But right before that, it says this, that the devil is defeated by the power of the blood and the word of our testimony. You have a story. And your story is part of defeating the devil. Share your story. And when you go through things and it seems like everything else fails, remember, pull on the blood. Hallelujah. When it looks like you're going under, you've got to stand on the truth and stand on the blood. When it looks like death, speak the blood, declare the blood, because the Bible says there is life. There is life. There is life. 
in the blood. Is anybody getting this? We enter into his presence by the blood of the Lamb. There's a blood move of God coming, getting ready to be released in the atmosphere. Not just in the United States, but the scripture says, as the waters cover the sea, so shall the glory of the Lord cover the earth. And this demonic activity in the atmosphere is going to be broken. And how is it? We could say that a nation that was founded on the precepts and the principles of God, how could it fall into such idolatry? Where we see children killed by abortion. Where we see children killed and offered to a God of Baal. How could we fall into such idolatry? Where now we hear, I don't identify as who I was made to be. So much confusion that children don't even know how they identify. And not just children, adults don't know how they identify either. They're pushing all this stuff, all this Barbie stuff, all, all this stuff. You know, Barbie dressing like an animal. Hello. I don't identify as a human today. I identify as a kitty cat. You think that's not going on? It's already going on, isn't it, Sandra? It's going on in the high schools. Girls dressing like kitty cats and the, the girlfriend has a leash on them, pulling them around and they're hopping on all fours. I guess next they're going to put litter boxes in the bathrooms. This is idiotic. How can people believe this stuff? God created male and female. And there is no in between. That's deception from the devil. They need help. They need counseling. They need somebody to talk to. But there is no other identity. How is it that the church has become so lukewarm? You don't know whether it's alive or dead. It's not politics. It's not education. It's a demonic plague in the atmosphere. And God says we are coming out for the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former house. And when God gets rattled enough, he's going to pull the blood card and the uh, judgment is going to come through. And God is going to rescue us. He's going to protect us. He's going to hold back hell against us. Hallelujah. I've got news for you. There's another move in the atmosphere. God's not done. Listen to me. Nobody voted God in and nobody going to vote God out. 
I don't care what kind of stuff they come up with. He can't be voted out. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray for deliverance today. I pray for healing. I pray for courage versus discouragement. God, Lord, that you would give your church a Holy Ghost boldness to rise up and declare and speak the truth and cast their vote for righteousness. Not a man, not a woman, but what is the stand? If we love God, we can't vote against God's principles. Now listen to me. You might say, well, I don't think you ought to talk politics in the church. Really? I'm not talking politics. I'm talking righteousness. If somebody wants to pass a pill which they've already got a pill, two pills, and the baby's dead, now they're trying to set up ships which will come into Galveston where girls can take a cruise and get an abortion on the cruise. They're making it as easy as they can to kill babies. And if that's upset you here today, if maybe you're someone here today that's had an abortion, God forgives you. And He loves you. And He wants to heal you. It's a new day. Thank you, Father. Can we just stand? Hey, I did pretty good. I didn't preach two hours. Somebody ought to praise the Lord for that, amen? Because I know y'all are already saying, man, I'm getting hungry. I wish, you'd, I wish you'd shut up for a while. Chris, help me here. I want to pray for you today if you want prayer. And don't forget to stop by the table back there. I, I did just randomly grab some CDs of mine and they're back there on the table. If you want one of my cards, you can get one of my cards. Come on. I know I didn't have that message. If there wasn't people in here that need to be touched by God today. You want to help me?
Thank you, Lord. How do you say your name? Janice. I could see the Lord was touching you, honey. He's healing your heart today. Every fractured place that has been broken, the Lord is healing it right now in the Jesus. And all that depression, all that discouragement that has been hanging on you in the mighty name of Yeshua, I come against you by the blood of the Lamb and the power of the Holy Ghost. And I command it to be broken off of you right now in Jesus' name. Lord, you came to set the captives free. And so, Father, I speak freedom over her right now in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, take over right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I break discouragement off of you in the name of Jesus. I break it off of you. I break disappointment off of you. And feeling like you prayed and prayed and you've done this and you've done that, but you haven't seen the evidence yet. Yet doesn't mean it's not going to happen in Jesus' name. But God over you. I speak that over you in the name of Jesus. Father, I speak over this baby in the name of Jesus. And I come against all infection in the blood of the mother. In the name of Jesus, that it shall not pass through to the baby. In the name of Jesus, we command it to cease to exist in Jesus' name. And Father, take worry and fear away from the mother, Lord God. And Father, I just prophesy over spoken words that have been spoken over her. We cast those negative words down in the name of Jesus. And we speak hope over that baby. We speak life over that baby right now. In Jesus' name, God. Heal in the mighty name of Yeshua. Heal her heart right now, God. Take away any disappointment right now. Take that away. Take it off of her. Break it off of her right now in the name of Jesus. Break it off. Break it off. Break it off. Break off discouragement off of her right now in Jesus' name. And cause faith to arise out of her belly, Lord God. And her to begin to speak positive words of life over the baby in the name of Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The Lord says, I'm restoring your joy. I'm restoring it. In Jesus' name. Sorrow has to go. 
in the name of Jesus. I'm restoring the joy of the Lord. And you're going to begin to laugh and dance and praise God like never before. Hallelujah. Let the laughter of the Lord come upon you in the name of Jesus. Let it come upon you. And cause your spirit to rise up. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're so pretty. Is it Angie? I never seen Angie spell like that. That's my daughter's name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, I pray over Angie right now. In Jesus' name. Lord, that you will give her the desires of her heart. Lift your hands. And Father, I pray over her finances. In the mighty name of Jesus, God. I pray. How, how old are you? Are you looking for a job, another job? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, Father, I pray for that job right now in Jesus' name. Lord, that it cannot be held back in the name of Jesus. God, that cause it to come forth in Jesus' name. And all her expectations to be met over and above. God, that you will show her you are a God of restoration, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Restoration, restoration. Restoration, not, not just in your finances, but in your relationships. Restoration. You know the Lord Jesus. Know the Lord Jesus? Is He your personal Savior? Have accepted the Lord? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? Have I ever been? Have you ever been filled with the Holy Ghost? Speaking tongues? No. Fire in her belly, Father. Don't worry, we're not going to do nothing. It's a gift from God. Yes. God wants you to have it? There's power. Yeah. Okay, you want to have it? Maybe that's all you got to do. Say, Jesus, Jesus. Baptize, me baptize me with the Holy Ghost and fire. With the, Holy Ghost and fire. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. In Jesus' name, I receive it. Father, out of her belly, let it come out of her belly. Now just begin to open your mouth and speak. Come on. You, you, you've got to praise God. You've been held. You've been bound up. And God wants to set you free. He wants to set you free. I declare freedom on you. And I declare the Holy Spirit to rise up with you. Come on, that's it. Come on, there it is. There it is. Come on, there it is. There you go. 
Seek the Lord. And release your heart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Release the burdens that you have carried for so long. Because you cannot fix people. God is the fixer. Hallelujah. And he's going to fix the people in your family. Hallelujah. I speak. Is there a prodigal? Is there a prodigal? It's a prodigal. I speak over that prodigal right now. In Jesus' name. Father, put a hook in their jaw and bring them back to you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Deliver them out of their affliction. Deliver them out of their bondage, Lord God. Out of their wrong thought process, Father, in the name of Jesus. And give them the right mind, Lord God. Father, as they have turned and walked the other way, God, you are the God of a turnaround. And so I prophesy, turn around, turn them around in Jesus' name and bring them back to serving you in the mighty name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. And take away all the disappointment off of my sister, all the discouragement like I talked about, God. Just because things haven't happened yet doesn't mean they're not going to happen. Did you hear that? And God says, but God, the things that are impossible with man are possible with God. Let hope arise in your heart and heal you. Heal you emotionally, heal you physically. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing to this body right now. In Jesus' name, every symptom, every lying symptom has to go. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I curse any infirmity that has tried to attach itself to her body. In the name of Jesus, and I command it to loose her right now. In Jesus' name, loose her right now. In Jesus' name, that healing shall be evident, evident in your body. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Get over here, Wes. Oh Just put it down. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord, for my brother and my sister who I love dearly, God. And Lord, I thank you, Father God. The Lord says, I still have much for you. Much. And you've been through some dry years. But God says, I'm watering the land. I'm watering the house. I'm watering the grass. 
as we can see how dryness will just stifle the grass and kill it even at the roots. The devil has tried to stifle you. He's tried to shut you up, brother, and set you aside on a shelf somewhere. But God says, you are coming out, Wes. You are coming out, Wes. Because God put the word in you and he put it there for a purpose. And you have a boldness and a mouth to speak it. Obey God and continue with the call that he has for you. It may not be in the walls of a confined church, not church as usual, but church as different. You can see things in the Spirit. And so can you. And you can feel things in the Spirit. You're very sensitive. And you have a heart of compassion. And the enemies tried to squash that compassion. To keep you bound up and not releasing it. But God says, in this last day, brothers, sweet, sweet rose, he's breathed a sweet aroma over you, rose, an aroma and anointing of the all of joy and gladness. So I break off all oppression. I break off all depression. I break off all of disappointments in the name of Jesus, God. And Lord, I just break off that demanding spirit that keeps trying to tell her you need to do more, 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 more. And more is never enough. I bind that in Jesus' name. And I command it to come off of her in the name of Jesus. Her family has spoken it over her her and she's never felt worthy like she's done enough but God that's not what you say the devil is a liar and I break those words off of her right now in Jesus name Thank you, Holy Ghost. Father, I pray for Kathleen right now in Jesus' name. I break all unworthiness off of her in the name of Jesus. I break rejection off of her in Jesus' name. I speak to rejection and I command it to be broken right now in the mighty name of Yeshua. Hope! Arise! Disappointment, discouragement, and defeat get off of her. I speak against a spirit of lack that has tried to come against her finances in the name of Jesus. And I prophesy over it and I tell it to go 
in Jesus' name. Go in the name of Jesus. Father, you have called us to prosper in all things, Lord. And Father, I speak that over her right now in Jesus' name. Heal her body in the name of Jesus. Heal her body in Jesus' name. Touch her endocrine system right now in the mighty name of Yeshua. Touch her hormones right now in Jesus' name. Touch them. Make them whole in the name of Jesus. Touch your blood sugar right now in Jesus' name. And I command this endocrine system to line up with the word of God in the mighty name of Jesus. No diabetes, none of that can remain on her in the name of Jesus. God, we speak to it to go in Jesus' name. Go in Jesus' name. The Lord says, I'm going to give you the power and the option to do what is right by your body and what you can do. I'm going to show you. And through my blood and through my word, I'm going to heal you in Jesus' name. Let not your heart be troubled, neither be afraid, says the Lord, because you're in fear against even what words have been spoken over you by doctors. And I cast those words out of your ears, out of your mind, in the name of Jesus. I cast them out in Jesus' name. They are broken off of you in the name of Jesus. Come on, receive it. Say, I receive it. Jesus. You know Jesus, right? You've been filled with the Holy Spirit? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Let's pray in tongues. God wants to give you more. Come on, more. More, more. Come on, pray in tongues. More, 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 more. Out of her belly. He's breaking a yoke right now. He's breaking a yoke. He's breaking a heavy burden right now in the name of Jesus. Hey, sweetheart. I'm having issues hey, with mama. And I want a flag, and I don't want to be limited. That was you that was waving them flags, right? I felt it. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, every joint, every ligament, God, needs to line up with the Word of God and be made whole in the name of Jesus.
Right down her spine, God. I speak to all arthritis to go in the name of Jesus. I speak to inflammation in her shoulder to go in the name of Jesus, in her neck, and in her neck. Her, a Holy Ghost massage right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, receive it. Yes. Thank you, Lord. He's taking it off. He's taking it off. Keep coming, Judy. I'm sorry. What did you say? I said they just keep coming. <laughs> Alicia. Thank you. What's your name today? Restoring discernment. Let go of everything I need to let go. Hold on to what I need to hold on. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, God. You will give her wisdom, Father God, not to take what you have not given. Lord God, not to allow it into her life, but God, to receive the restoration of the things that you have given her, peace and joy and righteousness in the kingdom of God. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I command fear to get off of In the name of Jesus, I speak to fear to be broken off of her right now in Jesus' name. I speak to the disappointment that has been upon her, Father God, and she has questioned and questioned and questioned and questioned. Why, Lord? Why, Lord? Why, God? What is this? And it's just caused her to be restless. And so, Father, I come against that restless spirit in the name of Jesus, and I break it off of her right now in Jesus' name. The Lord wants you to know this. He forgives bad decisions. Do you hear what I'm saying? And you've made some bad decisions. But God forgives bad decisions. He's a God of a deal. And a do-over and a do-over and a do-over. But he's trying to teach you to heed his voice. The Holy Spirit in you. You've been born again. The Holy Spirit in you. That still, quiet spirit. That voice that speaks to you. Don't reject it, but follow it. And God will not lead you into wrong relationships, even friendships. People that you've had around you. There have been some that have betrayed you and it's hurt you so badly and wounded you. And so it's hard for you to trust. Is that true? send you a special friend. Amen? Amen. 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 Am
to contract. That will be a mentor even in your life and speak into your life the goodness of God and how to hear God. And even speak correction into your life when things need to be corrected. But you have a heart to do what God wants you to do. And He sees that. And so, Father, I thank you for the forgiveness, God. Now, Lord, just as you have forgiven her, God, she has to forgive others who have wronged her, who have offended her, who have hurt her. Come on, take a deep breath. Let it out. Let it out. Come on. Come on, girl. God's trying to break it in you right now. He's trying to break it in you right now. That's it. That's it. He's breaking it off of you right now because it's walled in your emotions. The unforgiveness, and you thought you could forgive them, but it just won't go away. The thoughts won't go away. They just keep returning back to you because the enemy has tried to put a stumbling block there, a spirit of offense. But I come against that spirit of offense right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And the Woo, the anointing breaks that yoke of offense in Jesus' name. Say, I forgive in the name of Jesus. And I choose to let it go in Jesus' name. So I can be whole and I can be free. And my ears will be open to hear what God is saying. And I will have that discernment. I will say I will have that discernment in Jesus' name. Okay, take a deep breath. One. One for the Father. Take another one. One for the Son. One more. One for the Holy Spirit. Woo! Jesus. 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 You've been misunderstood. And you have misunderstood. The word is true. And who it says you are, you are. Who God made you to be, that's who you are. The devil wants to alter your identity. But it shall not be altered in the name of Jesus. You are who God has made you to be. And you will not have an identity crisis. You are in Christ and you belong to him. Champion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? Asthma. Well, he's been diagnosed with asthma and just a head of protection. Oh, he's been waiting so nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Look at me, son. What's your name? Ryan. 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 You're a good-looking little boy. Huh? Well, let me ask you something. Yes. Have you ever asked Jesus to come into your heart? Yes. You have? You ask him to come into your heart and save you? Do you feel short of breath at times? 
sometimes. Sometimes you feel short of breath. Yeah. Like you can't breathe. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak the breath of heaven over him. I come against asthma in the mighty name of Yeshua. I come against allergy attacks over this child in Jesus' name. And I ask you to heal him right now. That he can breathe. Take a deep breath, son. Fill up his lungs with air. No more anxiety attacks. No more anxiety, son. You know what anxiety is? When you, when you feel anxious, when you feel like something's against you, or, or maybe you feel like people don't even like you. Have you ever felt that way? Yeah. Okay. Well, the Lord loves you. Yes, he does. And he's going to give you some good friends, okay? Okay. Who you're going to like. Yes. And they're going to like you. Yes. And I break this bullying spirit yes. off of him that tries to attack him in the name of Jesus and bully him and make fun of him. In the name of Jesus, I come against those words that have been spoken against him about his identity in the name of Jesus. And I pray as he grows in the ammunition of the Lord God, Father, that he will know who he is in Jesus' name. And he will be even rise up like a little David even though he may be little, he's big. Amen. You hear me? You can you can destroy the giant. Other kids may be bigger than you, but they can't be bigger than you and God. No, they can't. So, Father, give him your Holy Spirit. Baptize him in it. In the name of Jesus. Help him to understand what you're doing here today, God. Look at me. You hear that song? You know that song? Jesus loves me. Oh, yes. Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. Have you ever sang that before? Yes, it's always the thing we have always heard. You have? Thank you, Lord.
say thank you, Jesus, for healing me. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. some relationships in Jesus name and Lord touch her body God that she can make it through this trip give her strength father in her body in the mighty name of Jesus thank you Holy Spirit touch her body right now in Jesus name Touch her hip, touch her legs, touch her sciatic nerve, her knees, Father. In the name of Jesus, I speak to inflammation or arthritis in her body, and I command it to be broken off of her spirit of infirmity. In the name of Jesus, be broken off of her right now. In Jesus' name. I feel the fire going through your body. Feel the fire going through your body. You feel it? You feel it? Huh? The fire, the fire, the fire going through your body. Fire! Thank you, Lord. her hip, Father, in Jesus' name. Restore it, put it into place, God. I speak to the joints and the marrow, Father God, to be made whole in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God. And touch her, you put her hand, put, you got your hand on her spine. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak to her spine, to straighten out in Jesus' name. And the pain that it causes. <clears throat> Father, when it's even hard for her to get a breath, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God. I speak breath into her lungs. I speak breath right now. I speak breath. Come on, receive it. I speak breath, 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 and life over this body. And I command fear. Fear, fear to get off of her. Fear of death, fear of sickness. I command it to get off of her right now in Jesus' name. Be gone in the name of Jesus. Anxiety and distress. 
Get off of her right now. Get off of her right now. In Jesus' name. God, you're the miracle worker. You're the God of miracles. Do it now, Father, in Jesus' name. In this body, create new systems, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. Restoration. Okay. Yes. It's real long, too. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. What do you want me to pray for? I'm going to go see my daughter in Florida. She just had her first baby. Oh. It took a while. It's a miracle baby. Oh, yeah. And my husband will travel in about a week and a half. Okay. And I just want to minister to them. Loving them, loving the baby, loving my son-in-law who's new at being a Christian. Okay. Uh, because you know how that goes when, when, I, when they're not there yet. But just so much love to flow out of both of us. Thank you. And that he's going to make a way. Father God is. Yes, God. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you're making a way for Mary with her family, Lord. Oh, this precious baby, God. Her grandchild, Father God. What a joy, 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 joy. God, use her mouth. Use her mouth to speak about the goodness of God. That this man does not know the goodness like he needs to know. Nor does he know the love of God and how much God loves him. But God, that when Mary walks in the door, the love of God and the Spirit of God is ushered in with her, God. And Lord, he cannot resist it in the name of Jesus. Open his heart, crack open his heart and break this hardness off of him. Break this pride off of him right now in the name of Jesus. Break it off of him, God. And Lord, touch her, God, as she travels there, Lord God. Give her strength, Father God. Okay, she has to come over here. Do you need a moment first? No. I see anointing. Thank oh. you, Lord. Father, right now in Jesus' name. 
I speak restoration over Amber, Father, in the name of Jesus, God. The things she has lost, the things she has fretted over, God. Lord, that you are restoring them back to her in the name of Jesus. God, that she does not have to be fearful. She does not have to be afraid, God. And Lord, that you are teaching her even how to even handle situations. As her son grows, is this, this is your son you brought? Okay. As her son grows up, God, that you will teach her how to deal with things yes. and teach him the ways of God. And Lord, that he yes. will follow in your ways, God. And so, Lord, just touch Amber right now. Touch her body right now. In Jesus' name, touch her mind. I rebuke all those thoughts. They're the opposite of what God says in the name of Jesus. The Lord says, put a watch over your tongue and begin to speak the positive things. Call things that are not as though they are in Jesus' name. And they shall come to pass in the name of Jesus. All that negativity, I break it off of you right now in Jesus' name. And I command it to come off of you in the mighty name of Yeshua. If she can come over here where the fan is, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. She's telling me to go. Can you come over here? Thank you. She's wanting to go. Is that okay? Uh, or you want her first? <laughs> They're wanting you. Okay. Oh. Can I make a request? Or yeah. Do you want me to be quiet? No, you can make a request. She's a great woman. Oh. I'm putting together a retreat in October for a bunch of Christians or people that, you know, in Galveston, I need God to just like supersonic, supersize everything. Yeah. Because I don't know the house and I don't have the money yet. And I don't know who's coming. And I'm tired of witches getting on my nerves to coming against my kids. And I got a child that's a senior that's failed four classes. So I need God to yeah, make sure he graduates. <laughs> he loves basketball and. He just couldn't go to summer school. He just couldn't do yeah, it. He God. couldn't do it. He's stressed out. The school stressed him out. Thank you, God. I think that was too many. I'm sorry. No, no. Lord, speak to Constance. Father God, show her your ways, God. Father, if you are leading her by the Spirit to do this retreat, then God, you will make a way. And the Lord says you just have to step out by faith. Trust God. Do all you can do, but it's God who will put it together. And he will give you the wisdom to do what you don't already know what to do. God's going to show you what to do in the name of Jesus. And I break every assignment 
yes. off of her children you, and off of her household in the name of Jesus. I come against all witchcraft. I come against all deception in the name of Jesus. I come against the anxiety that is caused over her children and even over her trying to deal with it in the name of Jesus. And I command that anxiety to be broken off of her in Jesus' name. We break it off of her right now in the mighty name of Yeshua. And God set these children. They have, they can have a right mind. They can have the mind of Christ, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And God, we don't speak any negative over them. We speak positive over them. We call those things that are not as though they are. And so, Father, we speak it over this young uh is it a boy? boy. Okay. A young man, Father God, Lord, that he will graduate in the name of Jesus. He's not dumb. He's not. And God, Lord, that you will give him a mind to do what he needs to do and take off the depression off of him that he can't think clearly. Lord God, the enemy has tried to throw so many things his direction. Lord, that his whole spirit is disrupted. And so, Father God, God, his emotions are shattered. And so, Father, I speak the balm of Gilead yes. over his emotions yes. right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, where he is lashed out and he has been angry and, and he has not been able to handle his emotions, that those things will come into alignment in Jesus' name. Come into alignment in the name of Jesus over this young man. No depression. Get your hands off of him in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Thank you so kindly. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Can I hug you? Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can hug. Yes, I can hug. Thank you for ministering. Thank you for everything you've done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate your goodness. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Dominique. Thank you, Dominique. That's my daughter. That's my oldest one. Hey, baby. How you doing? Hey, baby. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you, Jesus. cover her with the blood. Yes, I thank you for miracles taking place in her body, Father. In the name of Jesus. Miracles taking place in her mind, Father. In the name of Jesus, nothing is too hard for you, God. In Jesus' name, God, that she's going to come to her right mind. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke the devil off of her. In Jesus' name, I rebuke the spirit of infirmity by the blood of Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost. And I command it to come off of her in Jesus' name. Yes, in Jesus' name. I speak to it to come off of you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, every infirmity, get off of her in Jesus' name. Get off of her right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, come on in Jesus' name. Freedom, 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 freedom. Free the brain, free the muscles. Free the brain in the name of Jesus. Free the muscles.
muscles in Jesus' name. Spirit of bondage, get off of her in the name of Jesus. Get off of her. Get off of her. Get off of her in the name of Jesus. Yes, get off of her in Jesus' name. Get off of her in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Get off, get off of her. In the name of Jesus. Get off of her. Get off of her. Peace, 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 peace. Peace, spirit of torment, get off of her. In the name of Jesus. Get off of her. Spirit of torment, get off of her. Get off of her. Get off of her. In the name of Jesus. I'll speak peace. Yes, yes. Yes, receive She's very afraid of walking. She used to walk all alone. She used to run. But ever since that fall, found out the teacher that was in the class was a witch found years later. She died of cancer. The teacher died of cancer. But she fell forward. Two teeth came out. Just And ever since her fall, and I'm even yeah. No fear. Fear be gone. Fear and torment. Get off of her mind. In the name of Jesus. Loose her so she can walk. Loose her so she can walk. Loose her so she can walk. In the name of Jesus. Spirit of torment and fear and anxiety. Go in Jesus' name. Peace. 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 Do it, Lord. Peace. Peace. Come on. Peace. 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 Redeem the trauma. Peace. Peace. We break that spirit of trauma in the name of Jesus. We break it. We break that spirit of trauma. Amen. I don't hardly talk about that. Thank you so much for your love. Appreciate that. Yes. Thank you. Peace, honey. Peace. Peace, honey. Peace. Okay. She'll walk with me, assisted, but she won't walk. Peace, honey. But she will walk on her own. You wanna walk? You wanna walk? I walk with her hand in hand. She'll walk with me. You wanna walk? You wanna walk, Diamond? Wanna get out for a second? You wanna walk? Come on, let's walk. You wanna walk? Let's walk a little bit. You wanna walk? Come on. Hallelujah. Get up. Hallelujah. Yes, that's it. Walk, hey. walk, hey. walk, walk. Hey. That's it. Look at you, girl. Look at you walking. Look at you walking. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Walk it out. Walk it out. Walk it out. Hora ba 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 ya sora ba ya sota ba kaya. Did you, did you, did you want prayer? Yeah. I did. Yeah. But I don't want to interrupt. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Lord. I appreciate that. Look at you, girl. You walking Yay. it out. You walking Yay. it out. Come on, you walking it out. Yay. Look at you. You walking it out. Come on. Turn around. Thank you so much. You're walking it out in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to see, see the victory. We're going to let you know. Thank you. We're going to get the manifestation. 
That's right. That's right. Do you love other Oh, God, we did redeem the seed. Okay, what do you need? Just sit down. Yes. Okay. Oh, you want me to pray for you? Yeah, I did, but that's okay. I don't want you to I don't want you to faint. It's okay. You're here. Do you want to sit? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Touch Charlotte right now in the mighty name of Jesus, God. I thank you, Lord. Let the anointing rest upon her in Jesus' name to break every yoke that the enemy has tried to put on her in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, that she has the mind of Christ, God. And she will not be troubled in her spirit by things and repetitious behavior in the name of Jesus. But God, that you are healing her from that once and for all in the name of Jesus. Once and for all, the Lord says, I didn't call you to be perfect. I called you just to serve me in excellence, says the Lord. And I put an excellent spirit inside of you. So receive it, says God. <coughs> receive that excellent spirit that I have placed inside of you and walk in it, says the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Your chair is right here. Thank you, Lord. Let me get this off. Let's sit down. Oh, let me get that off you. Let me get that off you. Okay. Ooh, I stuck up a lace. Is that a cough drop? I yeah, I did. I, I had to I don't have a little cough drop. Sorry. I also have another one over here. Yeah, I found it. It was over there. Where is it? It's on the step. Um, it was on the... Here it is. Oh, she found it. I was there, but I couldn't find it. I'm trying to put it up on the podium for you. I'm going to let you rest and I'm going to let you pray for me because um, lately, just this week or the last couple of days, so you're starting to bring this thing on me about my my um, bladder or something like a, let's say, like urinary type infection. It's a sensation below that is, uh, I'm rebuking every time I see it. Amen, amen. So, just let you rest. Like a suspended bladder? I don't know. I don't know. It's just like, like it wants to, like it wants to burn a little bit, or it's you know, and it's causing frequent urination, which I'm not, not used to. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's, I know something's different. Something's going on, mm -hmm. and so um, I'm saying against it. Amen. Lord, we speak to all the pressure on the bladder in the name of Jesus. We speak to the bladder, the empty, the way it's to function, the empty, Father God. And Lord, we speak to any bacteria that is trying to creep into her bladder in the name of Jesus, and we rebuke it in Jesus' name. We command it to come out in the name of Jesus. No pain. Father, I thank you for healing this bladder right now in Jesus' name. Yes, the devil, Jesus. you're a liar. And you cannot come against this woman of God in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you right now. Touch her. Touch her, Lord. Thank you for the anointing that revives your power. Father, increase. I speak increase. Increase in the anointing, God. 
to break yokes. Yes, Jesus. That's what the Lord says. He's going to give you increase Thank you, Lord. to break yokes off Thank of you, people. Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, He's yes. going to cause you to be able to identify the yokes and heavy burdens that are on people. Thank you, Lord. And you will know without them even asking. You won't know what to pray for because you can see it. Thank you, Lord. You see in the spirit. You can see in the spirit. You can see it. Says God. You can see it in the spirit. And so when you see it in the spirit, you can speak it forth, says God. And even when you lay down and go to sleep, you shall have dreams and visions that shall be inspired by the Holy Ghost. And the Lord says, write those down because they will develop into powerful prophetic words, says God, that you can release in, upon these people, upon these ladies that comes. Write it down. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And just in the natural, drink water. <laughs> Lesser water, Lord. Lesser water. <laughs> Lesser water. Lots of water. Lots of water. All right. We got that on. <laughs> we got that on tape too. Lots of water, Lorreen. 